This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Panther Nation Podcast. Yeah. Let's go. Huh. Yeah. Oh, cut it. Cut right. And I would like to introduce one of the hottest podcasts in Carolina history. Let's go. Oh, 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 you Stop, let's check. We got time to chop it up. Talking analytics and fantasy draft, you know what's up. Panther Nation representing, cause this is where we talk that. Talk that's so incredible, make them rewind that talk back. Pause. Talking Panthers football, we discussing it all. On and off the field, you know exactly who to call. You know we the number one podcast. Competition is non-existent, you need to stop that. Pause. It's an honor to be a Panther fan, Paul. At Bank of America, that is where we ball. Coming to the jungle, then you gonna feel the pause. Winning the trophy for the city, it is a call. Black, white, and blue, we going Carolina strong. And this is the conversation where everyone belongs. Discussing all the numbers and topics, you know we got it. We the hottest podcast, and we popping. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's cracking? It's your boy Rashad. What's cracking? What's cracking? What's cracking? Shout out to Carlo, my man Carlo in the building. And real quick, Dave is not here. He is out uh, in the boonie somewhere and couldn't get a good good signal. Uh, so he is out of here. Um, and I had to call in a replacement. Carlo, what's good with you, man? What's up? What's up? Uh, I'm not Dave. Um, <laughs> I won't I won't fall asleep. Um, oh, hey. Nah, just kidding. No, I uh not Dave, but I'm happy to be here. What's up, family? PMP, we're up. I'm feeling good. How was your, how was I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal your line. Yeah. How was your weekend? Hey, absolutely great. No complaints, man. I uh, had the family uh in the building for Christmas, uh, so it was awesome. Um, you know, got to see some some football this weekend. No complaints, man. Went went out to um Went out to the uh, the racetrack, saw the lights and all that. So you never been to the racetrack to see the lights. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of actually, if you've been, you've kind of you've been one time. You've seen it all because it just hasn't changed really. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. It's cool to get out there. I uh, got the family out there. My niece out there. My niece. Some of y'all saw saw her on the stream. She was she's getting older and, and can kind of uh, have some fun now. So it's good to get her out there. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, how about yourself? How was your Christmas? It's a blessing, man. It was good to be around family. Um, you know, I have a uh, youngest son, so he's what 15 months now. So it's his second nice. Christmas. So uh, we sit up until like 3 a.m. on Christmas Eve trying to put together a bike, a desk, and a jungle gym. So I was definitely tired, but uh, you know what they always say as a parent, like it's the joy that you see from your child smiling uh, on on Christmas Day after all the work you put in, putting all those, all those things together. So it was a blessing, man. It was good to be around family. Uh, got to see some people I haven't seen in a while, man. So it was great. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. I'm just as as you get older, you know, those putting putting things together. I, I did have to put together a uh, vanity set for my 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 oldest daughter. She's into makeup and yeah. all that, so I had to put a quick vanity oh, together. Well, you know, okay, it took me about an hour. It took me about an hour. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm I'm pretty nice. Okay, I'm pretty nice. You know I mean, I'm pretty nice now. Uh, so you know, but it it it's dope though, cause you, you're right. Back in the day, I mean, you you stay putting together stay up all night putting together all stuff and then uh, they wake up with a surprise in the morning it's kind of it's kind of dope but those days are kind of over uh my we try to do it for my but my niece so she's so smart man she don't 
she already kind of she's only three three and she already know like yeah man this nigga this dude santa ain't really it yeah you know i mean <laughs> it's already gifts here like she already processing it so uh it's, it's kind of dope it's kind of dope it's kind of dope but yeah man yeah christmas is dope man and again i did not go to the game on sunday because i was at home uh you know with the family and whatnot so i uh, wanted to you know kind of kind of uh get there and, and stay around the house with the family didn't want to go out there and you know get wasted and be, then be mad and miss, you know, so it's all good man it's all good stay stay right at home watching say that again so you did the right thing oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah of course feel good um and uh yeah so we we back gotta recap it what a game uh what what a game uh offensive performance that we have not seen around these parts in a long time uh, so it was great to see the Carolina Panthers get the offense together, but it still seems like, man, we can't get the defensive side right. Like it, it's always, well, excuse me, we can't get both sides to be together at the same time is what I meant to say. It's like we we get either the defense is playing well, the offense is trash, or the offense finally plays well and the defense is a little skeptical. Special teams who we have relied upon all season long, you know, I mean, come on, man, like it, is is I mean somebody posted on Twitter. Is it you know is is has a step special teams taken a step back since Tabor has taken the head coaching job? Mm. I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, what's what's your thoughts on that? We had a block punt, my man. Block punt a couple weeks ago. You got missed field goals all over the place. Is is it something to that? I think it might be because here's the thing: we don't we don't know if Tabor has like relieved his duties at special teams. Did he bring somebody else up to say you are running special teams while I'm just kind of like managing the entire team? We don't know, but what we do know is what we're seeing on the field. And yes, I would say special teams has taken a step back. It haven't taken, it hasn't taken a step back to the point where it has like took us out of a game, but it had, well, I'll take that back. I was that, block say, that block punt yeah. took us out. That was, that was terrible. But yeah, these I couple of field goals kind of, yeah, I mean, that kind of hurt. I mean, we the game probably would have been called a little differently had those field goals been made. So True. I ain't gonna I say it completely took us out of the game, but it, it most certainly didn't help. But no, I, I forgot about that. Steady Eddie was definitely uh scary Eddie last counterfeit. Last counterfeit that, that was narrow. That was red money, like it, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely counterfeit. It was and here's the thing: like, we if he would have made those extra points. The game would have been different. It would have been different. Will, you you I, call I it different. Corrected. I stand corrected. Last game was that was tough. It was tough watching that because it's like we can never have just good complimentary football. Like yep. you can't have good offense, good defense, good special teams. Something's going to be off. And on Sunday, it was defense and special teams, and that was that was tough to watch, especially when the offense was clicking the way it was. Yeah, and it, it's just it's frustrating, man, because it, it, you can you can see. You can almost see what we can be, uh, but then you kind of you like you get hit with a dose of reality. We still and it's been like this for a year. Like this is not a right. This is not a this year problem. Like right. this goes back for years. I mean, even Super Bowl run. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I would yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, but it's been like that. You, we cannot get complimentary football. You can't get the offense and defense, especially. That's what that's what good teams do. That's what really good teams they get consistent play um, more often than not. And then you you look at the Ravens, you look at the good defense they have, the offense that they have. There's no fumbling around. There's no bad football either side of the football. Like that's how you get um, 
to the playoffs consistently. That's how you get Super Bowl runs, and we cannot seem to get that problem solved. And I don't know what it is, uh, but we got to get that figured out. Obviously, it's a coaching issue, mm-hmm. uh, but it, you know, it, we until we get that right, uh, complimentary football needs to be here uh, in Carolina, man. So, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is there. But um, let's let's quickly let's, let's jump into these. Uh, jump to a couple quick um stats here uh you can see the topics that we'll discuss on the side but i'm going to dive into some of this the game recap real quick uh let me change some of this background here in one second get that all right so again yeah you already know what time to stay on the prowl man do do your thing gotta stay positive all right stay on the prowl shout out to all the patreon members y'all got y'all shout out at the beginning of the show but shout out to y'all one time shout out to all the mvps um franchise folks and free agents and also go ahead and sign up underdogfantasy.com. Use that code PNP when you sign up. All right. So, real quick, let's talk about uh the offensive line here. Cause one one thing that was thrown out there, right? When when we uh when Bryce play, played well, we immediately go to, oh man, you know, and one thing I said immediately after the game is if you want more consistency from Bryce Young, you gotta ask for consistency across the board. You gotta ask for a consistent play in the offensive line, you gotta ask for a consistent play. Uh, um, you know, from the play caller, you got to ask consistent play for the run game. Everything has to be there if you want Bryce to be successful and for him to be consistent. So when you look at this, you can. There's one thing that is consistent: is the interior offensive line. <laughs> it's just, it's just not it, bro. It, it, it's, it's not it. You know what I mean? So the tackles are playing well, and I got, I got some stats that we'll, we'll talk about in a second. But Icky, you know, he had gave up a hit in two hurries, but for the most part, the past couple of games, he's been stringing together some games. Uh, Cade, you know, Cade is Caden, uh, not, not, not doing t- anything too great being, you know, he's just doing all right. Uh, Bozeman, man, it, Bozeman's such a nice dude, man. You hate to, you know, you don't want to call him out, bro. No, but Bo- we might need to have a conversation about Bradley Bozeman. What what you think about Bozeman, man? No, I, I completely agree. Like Bozeman is just, uh, he's just an awesome person. To, he's like easy to like him and his family are easy to like. Um, you see the things that he's doing. Walter P- Payton, man of the year candidate this year. Like he's just a really good guy. And you know those, you know, back in the day, if you were on a, a basketball team, a football team, that one player who sometimes good, but is doing bad, but it's just a nice guy. You don't want to just like tell them like, yo, get get your ish together. Like that's kind of where he is right now for me. It's like, uh, uh, like, and I was hoping after Frank Wright, was fired that they were going to like a more of a power run scheme and then we'll see the Bradley Bowles when we saw last year. Um but it still hasn't hasn't happened and I think that discussion needs to we need to have that discussion. We get he has yeah. to come yeah, he he it's 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 a little mid from Bozeman. And again, I do think it's doing part to the scheme. Like again, we saw what he did under Wilkes. It was great. Like he did a fantastic job. The whole offensive line as a whole did a did great with that uh, with that scheme, but here's my question: Is like we just paid this man? Uh, I think he got a three year deal, eighteen. I think it's eighteen million dollars. Not it's not not, not a huge deal, yeah. but you invested some money into this guy. And so the question is: Is that when you get a new coordinator in the building or a new head coach that calls plays, are you gonna really have to cater your 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 play calling to your center and your offensive line, or can you like? you're playing like kind of with the, the game with your hands t- tied behind your back or right. do I go out there and get the personnel I need to implement the implement what I want to do. Right. So it's a really tough question for the next guy to, can you coach him into being a more well-rounded guy? Right. Or is it the fact that, 
you know, uh, he is just a power run guy. And maybe when you go back and really think about it, that's probably why there weren't too many suitors for him when he hit free agency. Come on. People were wondering, hey, why, why, hey, how do we get this guy? Because you know, that, people like people don't want to come to Carolina. So we like, how the hell did we get Bozeman? And you and, know the crazy uh, part about it. I'm sorry, Shad, not yeah. to cut you. No, off. no, you good, you good. The crazy part about it is I thought that he was gonna have some suitors, but the man signed, if I'm not mistaken, like the second day of free agency, like the second or third day of free agency, and usually that's when like you, you know exactly where you want to go and or you have no other options. And like, hey, this is where I'm going to go. Here's my question for you, though, Shad. Do you believe that, like, this is just a bad season for Bozeman and he'll be all right next year? Or do you feel like he has been exposed in terms of who he is as a, a, a National Football League center? Uh, so you can't, as much as I like the guy and I love Bradley Bozeman, but we did, you know, we, we raised some money for the man for his, his foundation, had him on the show. So I love Bradley Bozeman. So I don't, I, I, I'm trying not to ignore, like I'm trying to put that part, the, the fact that I like the man aside, but when you put everything into play, you know, going back to free agency, when he hit the available and when he hit the market and no, there was no suitors there. Like, why is that? Right. And then you go into, you know, OK, we look great under the power run scheme. Cool. But then you try to get them to do something different and it's not quite there. I'm hoping my hope is that when we get a new court, uh, excuse me, a new um, OC or head coach, that that coach can get the best out of. them, yeah. Right. And maybe maybe it is the constant changes in in coordinators. Maybe that stuff does come into play. And as somebody put like Omar said in the chat. Maybe it is the constant changing of the guards, yeah. right? This consistent, inconsistent guard play that plays a part too. If you can't trust the man beside you, can I? Can I get to it? Can I do my? I can't do my job effectively if I got to constantly watch what this man is doing because I don't trust him or his inexperience there. I got to watch his back, and then I'm freeing up lanes elsewhere. So I think it's a combination there. I think Bozeman is talented, and I think he is capable enough to be yeah. a good center in this league. I think he has the talent. Um, I think we just, because again, when the, the consistency was there, when, when uh, Corbett was there, when uh, Christensen was there, things were, and we changed the scheme to the power run. Things were great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. so I don't know. I mean, it's a, t I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, answer to that question. I'm trying because I, I like him. I like this dude. That's too, hard bro. for me to do too. It's hard. It's hard for me to do that, but I, I agree with Omar. And this is why I asked that question. I think it, I think the guard play is what is really setting him off this year. Like if you remember what he did last year, now granted we did a lot of power run, but we did, he also did well in the past as well, but it was because of Brady Christensen. It was because of Austin Corbett. We're having these people who are solid guards, right? Um, and that guard level, that guard play is helping him as a center. So I think with the, what well, we have eight different. Yeah. It was a lot. Eight different yeah. guards. Yeah. Eight guards, eight different, so like, yeah. All all that change, I think that's it's probably difficult, and we don't understand, and we don't know. We're not in the we don't in, in the room where we are, you know, they're figuring out different schemes or different calls that either the right guard or left guard is supposed to do. And so all we're seeing is what we see on film, and we're like, oh, Bose, oh, Bose did this, oh, Bose did that. We don't know what the actual play. Yeah, you know, and so. and even with these grades, like the PFF graders don't know. Right. Like the responsibility. Right. They don't know what was supposed to happen. So the only reason why I like using PFF is be is because it's one of the only places that you get a grade 
a consistent grade system and you can compare and contrast different players. That's the only thing that's like that out there. You know what I mean? So it, it gives me uh, uh, at least a base level to where I can say, all right, this is how dudes are playing. And then you can go back and watch the game and be like, all right, you know, maybe it was right. Maybe it was wrong, but it, it gives me a, a base point to jump from. You know what I mean? So um, real quick, let me hear so many super chats. Cause I, I missed a bunch. So here we go. A uh, railroad man says, Carlo, you got Dave tall T uh, from training camp. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> maybe you got to pass that to definitely me. The Bryce young. This is definitely the Bryce young out here. This is definitely not it's a fire shirt too. And I need to get that joint too. It's fire. Um, Cody says, I just joined a day looking kind of different. They <laughs> looking kind of different out here. Dave. Bruce uh, yeah. Uh, Philip page says boss, uh, Bose is the only good, only good, uh, as the guards. Maybe that's true. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe that's true. Uh, Joel says, uh, or Joel could the play uh, beside him, uh, be so trash that he's trying to stretch himself too thin and can't, uh, put his full effort on his responsibilities. Yeah. We just talked about that. Maybe that is true. Maybe that is true. And one, one can only assume, right? So again, I don't think we we're, we should be off the Bozeman train, but it should definitely be watched, right? We gotta we gotta watch what's going on with Bozeman to see if he's gonna be that. Because obviously the contract dictates that, but is the play gonna dictate us having to go out and get another center? Are we gonna have to go draft another guy? Like that's something to keep an eye on. Like I, I really want to would, would be watching that uh, uh, like a hawk come this offseason. All right, real quick, Gabe Jackson at right guard, bro, man, listen, and this is one thing. This is one thing that. We gotta uh, commend the coaching staff for because I feel like the previous coaching staff would have left, um, you know, Nash Jensen to his own devices and got Bryce Young killed. But Nash Jensen, fam, played eleven snaps. Eleven, though, that's it. Eleven snaps. <laughs> fam gave up three pressures off the rip. Three pressures. It might have been One straight. It might have been straight. Might have been back to back to back. One sack. One QB hurry. Uh, and one QB hit, he posted a zero, zero pass blocking grade, right? And a 24.3 overall. They got him up out of there immediately. And Gabe Jackson came in there. And as soon as Gabe Jackson came in, it's like the offense was completely, looked completely different, mm -hmm. right? We, we, when you go back and watch the game, you could see like me reacting to the play action, right? And people would, you know, you would see the play action, um, the play action go through go through the uh the process and you see but before bryce young turns around you got immediate pressure in his face and, or and bryce throws the football away and people are trying to get on bryce about it and like bro are you not seeing the, the it's bro he's like got pressure right in his face mm -hmm. it's not that's not on bryce young so as soon as they made that change to gabe jackson things immediately changed so i gotta commend um you know uh the coaching staff for making that change what do you think about gabe jackson no, I agree. I like Gabe Jackson, honestly. And I was talking to, uh, you know, shout out to my, my dad and my brother. They were over um, during Christmas Eve. We were watching the game. And uh, I was saying, like, yo, I don't, I wouldn't mind Gabe Jackson back next year. Um, I think, like, granted, he's a veteran, but everything, like, when he comes in the game, he is pretty solid. And what I saw in Nash Jensen, I was really scared at first. Like I saw one play where he just completely missed the block and he was literally turned around looking at the play, like looking at Bryce get hit. And I was like, yo, somebody like this, this cannot be the whole game. And I shout out to Campy and and the and the coaching staff to to realize that and just say, look, Nash Jensen, you were doing well at first, but this may not be your game, bro. And uh and, Jackson in. And to be fair, right? And if people are gonna ask, hey, 
why would you even play Nash Jensen in the first place, right? Mm. Guys, you got to understand, we are in evaluation mode. You got to see what you have. Yes. You have got to see what you have in these guys. And that's why Gabe Jackson is on the roster. Veteran mm-hmm. presence that, hey, if if S hits the fan, I know I got a guy I can fall back on. He might be better than Nash Jensen, but I got to see what I have. Yes. And so that's why Nash Jensen is out there. And that's why he immediately got snatched. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I got to commend, um, you know, again, the coaching staff. And, and like you said, Campy for for. Look, look, Bryce was going to get killed if Nash just stayed out there Thanks. and they made a change. But I got to also give them props for saying we got to see what we got. People, yeah. listen, all y'all, all y'all in the chat, like killing Nash Jensen, bro. Y'all was the same one saying facts when he went. We gotta crazy. See what we, yeah, we got to see what we got to have in Nash. See what what do we got in Nash? We got put let Nash play. He can't be worse. You got to let Nash play. And now all of a sudden. We got to get him out of here too. So we now we start to see. So you right. got to see what you got in the guy. You know what I mean? So I I completely understand that. And but shout out to Gabe Jackson for saving the day for real. For sure, bro. And look, I just want to say this too. Like everybody's been giving Icky a hard time all year. Well deserved. I get it. But let's give it. Let's get this man his flowers for these last call it two three games. Like Icky has been doing really well. Like he's starting to come around. Hold so that thought, Carlo. Hold that thought, because I'm gonna I'm dive. No, you're good. You, I, I want to dive deeper yeah. into the offensive line because I got some some numbers uh, that may kind of counteract some mm-hmm. of the negativity uh, going towards Icky and the offensive. I say the tackles. I won't say the interior offensive line, yeah. but the tackles uh, are. You know, we we gotta we gotta take a look at that and, and actually look at what's in front of us because I think. We are a little too quick to say move Icky to guard. I think yeah. it's a, that's a little premature. I get it. I understand what you're saying. And I said it too. When we drafted Icky, I said, yo, if he's not a good tackle, he would be an elite guard. And right now we have trash guard play. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But there's a lot, excuse me, there's a lot of people banking on Brady Christensen and Austin Corbett coming back healthy. And I don't see that. I mean, I can't, I can't, it's gonna be I am not. I'm not putting my eggs in the healthy Christensen and healthy Corbett basket no longer. I'm moving forward. It, look, look, if they come back healthy, great. Great. Right. That's bonus. That's a bonus. But I'm not banking. I'm not going to sit up here and, and plan my offseason with them being healthy. Right. I'm going to pretend like they don't exist because the last couple, well, I'm going to say last couple of seasons, this season and the end of last season, I mean, it it wasn't they haven't been here. So you got to start to move on and start to think about life after those two guys. And whether you want to move, uh, cause again, I don't know. I forgot what Austin's um Austin's injury was. I don't know if it was an ACL acute MCL. So he tore it was the same leg he tore his ACL in. He tore his MCL. Okay, so everybody wants to that wants to move him to to to, to tackle. Is he gonna is he gonna be the as effective with the knees jacked up? Right. You can't you got to be you got to be able to move with that. And I'm not saying it's not impossible. I'm just saying, is it is it is it possible? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't I don't know. I think he's a he's a great right guard. Right. Like, I think he'll be fine there. I think he I think for his I think he wanted to come back at that that Houston Texans game. That was the set date that him and his trainers and everybody said that he came I still feel like personally, and this is, of course, everybody's going to say hindsight 2020, but I feel like he came back too quick. Um, but now, like, everybody knows if you had an injury before, whether it's a hamstring, whatever it may be, 
you're going to overcompensate on it because of that injury. And he overcompensated with ACL, overcompensated with MCL, and ended up tearing that. Now, granted, MCL is a lot easier to, to recover from than the ACL injury. Um, and when they did the surgery or whatnot, they said that the ACL was not damaged. So that's good. But like you said, I do not, I'm not going to bank or put all my money in the basket saying that corporate's going to be extremely healthy start week one. So we gotta we gotta think about that too. And Brady, I mean torn, well, I think it was a was a torn labrum, I want to say it was. I don't, I don't even I don't even know, bro. He that was week one, so I don't <laughs> I don't I don't even know, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. So um, but yeah, so we'll 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 dive into the tackles a little bit. In a, in a second, because I think we got some stats. So I got some stats that may, um, you know, kind of counteract some of the, the famous talking points about Icky and moving him to guard. Yeah. I think he's not as bad as people make it seem. But anyway, um, let's let's keep it moving. Bryce, Bryce Young. So, I, I mean, you got to talk about Bryce. I mean, this was his easily, easily his best game. I mean, he looks sensational out there. This was, and people have been saying it on Twitter, this is Bama Bryce. Yes. This is Bama Bryce, bro. Like, this is exactly – if you cut on the Alabama film and you cut on this Packers game, this was Bama Bryce. <laughs> this was Bama Bryce. 82 overall, highest graded game of the season, um, 81 passing grade, uh, you know, 61.7 run grade. But we know he uses his leg when he needs to. Um, but, again, 23 of 36, 312. Yeah, I've, been, I've been waiting. I've, I've, I mean, I said this on Twitter. Where's this 300-yard game? When is this going to happen? And it finally happened. He looked fantastic. Ball placement was great. Yes. He looked confident. Yes. He was able to, to put together some momentum. Um, and He was great, man. Uh, so what, what's your thoughts on, on Bryce Young, man? Man, look, I'll, I'll, I shed a thug tear uh, because I was, I was extremely <laughs> Shout out proud. Tears. Shout out to the thug tear. I was extremely proud of Bryce. Um, this is the Bryce that we knew and we fell in love with at Bama. Um, clutch, he showed it twice, two weeks in a row. That clutch, that fourth quarter clutch gene. I think I saw something on Twitter today that said that he has the fifth highest uh PFF grade in the fourth quarter amongst all quarterbacks, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that number. I'm, I'm, uh, sorry, see. I'm gonna get it. I got you. Hold on, I got you. Um, Give me one. Yeah, second. so I'll like, but what Bryce, what Bryce shown, what he showed in this Packers game. Um, now, granted, everybody's going to say stuff like, oh, well, the defense is trash. The defensive coordinator is on the chopping block, blah, 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 blah. You still got to go out there and make plays. I don't care what defense it is. Everybody knows that NFL is any, any given Sunday. Any team can win if you if, if everybody's on the if you had playing good complimentary football. Um, so, yeah, like off all the off schedule plays that he did, the, the passes that he did to chart. I mean, I know we're going to get in the chart probably later, but um, Bryce. Bryce is him. Like that right there showed me that we have a franchise quarterback. And yeah. all the Bryce Young haters, y'all gotta y'all gotta come to the y'all gotta come to the pulpit. Y'all gotta yeah, come to yeah. The and listen, I'm not I'm not gonna victory lap over this one game, but you got like you gotta say you gotta be like, all right, if we can build on this, yes, at least like at least acknowledge that he showed you something. Like it, right. it I just don't like that people go, immediately go to, oh well, it took him 16 games. It took a, it took him 12 weeks or third, 14, 15 weeks for him. That. Like, bro, he's first of all, he's a rookie. He's right. his coach got fired. He's got a like a million different configurations of the offensive line. I could come up with a million reasons as to why his play is the way it is or what is the way it was. But now that you've seen it, bro, like at least at least not acknowledge the fact 
that the man can be decent, bro. Yes. At least acknowledge that. Like, at least acknowledge that. And then we could go from there. Like, y'all just immediately go to hate and be like, oh, well, he ain't. It, it took him too can long. Do it again? Can he do yeah, it again? Can you do it again? Like, yo, you start asking these, like, can we at least build off of this game? And I'm not going to take a victory lap. I'm not going to say I told you so. But at least acknowledge that the man played well and this is something we can build upon. And if he does over these next four games, bro, or the next three games, Let's at least acknowledge that we might have a guy. Right. Let's acknowledge that, bro. Like, let's just do that, and then we can we can save the criticism for later. Yeah. Like, we not, we we know that he was bad, but there was a lot of other things that were bad around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of boxes you can check before you get the Bryce Young play. Right. That's all I'm saying. No, and I agree with you. I think the biggest thing for this these last two weeks is confidence. I think the confidence in the pocket. I think it it it, it really boils down to like. The, the, the offensive line doing better, right? Like the offensive line is blocking a little bit better. So his confidence is increasing. He's able to step into his throws. Like everybody knows, like if you've seen some of the plays, if you look at the all 22, like Bryce Young doesn't have the opportunity to step into a lot of his throws. And so now he's been able to step into his throws. You're seeing the accuracy. You're seeing that Bama Bryce. Uh, and he's making, he's making the right plays, man. Like the, the kid, the kid has a lot of potential and uh, it was, and I, I'm not big, Shot, I'm not big on moral victories. I'm not like a, a win is a win and a loss is a loss, right? Right. I, I might have to just pull one and say, like, this was a big moral victory for me personally to be able to see what we saw out of Bryce on Sunday. Yeah. So just to go back to your previous comment about the fourth quarter stuff, um, it says uh Young posted a 97.6 overall grade in the fourth quarter against Green Bay, which stands as the second best quarter uh, by any quarterback this year. Right. So he he's playing great. And again, despite all the turmoil around him, like I just said, it's encouraging to see um, Young put forth back to back productive efforts, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So he's playing. Yo, bro, he's playing well, man. He's playing well. And we just got to assess over these next three games what we got. Go ahead. Right. I think one thing I noticed, too, and I was I'm curious to see if, if it was just like, hey, am I looking to it too much? But the last call it two possibly maybe three but leaning more towards two weeks i feel as though that um thomas brown has really like infused a little bit more of his type of plays within this with this offense like some of the routes that was that were ran by chart by Thielen, by by emir like is it felt more of what i expected from week yeah. one from that, that yeah. McVeigh system type of uh screen like most pre-snap motions all those different things like i'm starting to see it a lot more um so shout out to thomas brown too for like really be able to kind of slowly infuse some of those different type of schemes yeah 1000 percent agree and again we you have to understand that they're not gonna uh you know forklift a new scheme in over the net, like as soon as Reich was gone, like they still have to work their way into it. And what you're saying is you're, you're seeing that progression week after week of the Thomas Brown influence. So maybe Thomas Brown, you know, it, and it, it's going to be unfortunate because the wife came out there and said, you know, we are already done, but it's, it's, it sucks that you're starting to see this now towards the end of the season, because guess what's going to happen at the end of the season? You're going to hit right. the reset button, right. but I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that we don't do what we did last year and completely negate all of the stuff that worked for Bryce, right? Mm-hmm. We, we saw last year that we, we had the great run, the running game, and we completely went away from that. 
and Reich tried to forklift a new system in here. But hopefully the new coordinator can say, all right, this is what went well. This is what went well. Let's take some of that, put this in into the system, and then let's move on from there instead of just trying to employ, employ an entirely new system. So we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. Commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. Let's go back to the question mark. Is the offensive line as bad as we thought? Is the offensive line as bad as we thought? Right. And so I started, you know, me, my, I started getting my research bag. <laughs> hey, no, but no, I feel like my research bag is crazy because I'm like, bro, it can't be. He can't be this bad. He can't be this bad. Right. And so and there's a lot of criticism on Icky. There's a lot of criticism on the offensive line as a whole. And people want to get all new guys. And I'm like, man. Let me let me take a look at some stats here. And so what I come what I what I found was and again, it's you, you take it with a grain of salt. It is PFF. You you take it for what it what it's worth and you do what the information as as uh do with it as you may, right? Um but I found some some interesting stuff here. Um let me see if I can pull it up real quick. All right. So one one thing I found was that if you take a look at the at the guys, the tackles, let's take all tackles, right and left tackles that have played at least 80 percent of the total, the highest total snaps. So the highest total snaps, like one thousand fifty one snaps, which means you you had to play at least eight hundred somewhere around that eight hundred snaps of the guys that have played eight hundred snaps. We have two guys. Both of our tackles. Are in the top twenty-five. Wow, PFF grade. Both of our tackles. All right. So my man uh, Taylor Moten. Taylor Moten is, I, th- I believe he was eleventh. Wow. No, fifteenth. My sorry, he was fifteenth. Taylor Moten was fifteenth overall, and Icky was twenty-five. Hmm. Icky was twenty-five. And then when you start to extrapolate, look at those grades even more. Hold on, let me let me pull up my draft because I have it in drafts. I'll pull up my drafts in Twitter, bro. All right, here we go. All right, let me get my drafts up real quick. Ah, it ain't in there. <laughs> it's all good. Top twenty. I mean, top twenty-five is uh, it's not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, no. So you got two. You got two guys in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Um. All right, I got it. So we are only one, one of eleven teams that have two tackles hmm. graded in the top twenty-five. One of only eleven teams. I'm curious Moten, who the teams are. The other teams, Detroit, Minnesota, Philly, 
Indy, Denver, Chargers, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Houston, hmm. and Washington. Interesting. I believe that's it, or, or close to it. But those are the other teams. One of 11 teams now, wow. right? And then so got and going back to Taylor Moulton, bro. Let's let's focus on Taylor Moulton because again, there's been a lot of criticism on him too. Not just Icky, not just Icky, right? Taylor Moulton, bro. Have you realized this? Taylor Moulton only gave up one sack all season. Timo's been balling. Quiet. One sack. It's just the fact that our whole offensive line is trash, or we've gone through a lot of different, you know, different uh, substitutions, but. One sack is crazy. One sack. He ranks 11th in pass blocking. Pass blocking. His, his overall pass blocking grade. 11th. Icky. He's ranked 11th in uh, in run blocking. Right? His pass blocking grade, he's, I think he's quite a bit. He's like 20, 25th, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, 25th in, in, in uh, pass blocking. But we knew, that, we knew that when he was getting drafted. Right. Right. We knew he wasn't a pass black and tackle. So, I mean, so, like, I, th- I think people got to, again, I know it ain't perfect, and you got you to gotta understand, the offensive line works as a unit. And I know Icky had his early struggles. Icky definitely has his early, and he's definitely, I think he's given up, like, eight sacks. On this. That's quite a bit of sacks on the season. If you look at the the other guys, um, I think Penny Sewell, Right, we love Penny. I fucking love Penny. Oh. Yeah, he he only gave up once. He's only given up one sack on the season on the on the, on the left side. Uh, so I mean, there are some guys out there that have given up way less sacks than Icky. So uh, of course there are some holes, and he thinks he needs to fix. I think somebody said uh, he needs to tighten up his footwork. One thousand percent agree. One hundred percent agree. Right, he's not perfect, but do we need to hit the reset button on the entire offensive line? Do we need to shift guys? I think that's a question that folks need to really. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Carlo? What What do you think? If, if I'm, if I'm a coach, if I'm the, if I'm a new coach coming in, I don't know if I'm going to just go ahead and blow up the whole thing. I can't like, I feel like we can, we have enough film on tape from this year and last year to realize like what needs to be fixed and what doesn't. Um, and the biggest thing, especially with a shorter quarterback we everybody knows this like with a shorter quarterback you need good guards you need good interior offensive linemen to block that's what's going to help them there are tackles i don't i think the biggest thing is like those eight like we've had what 13 games we're in what i can't remember what week we're in um 16 we have 15 15 games 15 games right eight sacks in 15 games is pretty it's, it's a lot it's a lot of sex. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of sex. Everybody, everybody understands. Like, there's enough on tape to realize like the the positives in him. And we all know, like, I think even his coach in, in college said this when he was getting drafted, that like he let his athleticism. I think Dave said this a few times too. Like, he is too focused on the actual um, footwork instead of like just letting his letting his athleticism just take care of it. So I think those things can be coached. And I think we realized that even with Icky, because when he first started, don't forget his rookie year, his first game, first couple games, we're like, whoa. Oh, he was, yeah, he was getting destroyed. This is, is he the right one? And then he was able to get coached and he started to realize like, yo, Icky might be that guy. Like he's all right. So I do feel like he is coachable. I do feel like this is going to be fixed. And I don't 
we've had a rough season, but I don't feel like personally, I don't feel like this is like the, this is who they are. I feel like this is just a bad season. I think they can be fixed. So I mean, yeah, I agree, man. I, I feel like we definitely got to be careful with trying to, you know, put in an entire new offensive line. I mean, yes, we can afford to be better. Those guys can play better. Uh, but y'all got to remember, Icky was drafted in 2022, bro. This is only his is what second second year, right? Mm-hmm. And so we gotta we've got to realize that year three is where he's really going to come into his own. Like, what if what if all, it all clicks in year three for Icky, right. and y'all want to y'all wanted to move him to guard, right. and we could be looking like, oh, we nah, we we might have one here. And I guess there are some guys playing better than him. Penesul, one of those guys. Uh, Rashawn Slater, who I loved, one of those guys, right? There were some guys playing better than him, but that does not mean he – everybody got to run their own race. You know what I mean? Every, right. you, can't just, you can't just put him in a box. And it's, um, and it's different schemes. Like, everybody got to understand. And different schemes, yep. And different schemes. schemes. Like coaching, different atmosphere. Like, all those different things matter. And you, you can draft the best person, but if they're not in the right scheme, they're not going to be – they're not going to live up to their best potential. And we got to re- we have to understand that too. So depending on who the coach is – depending on who potentially maybe the GM, like all that's going to matter. Right. And so we can't, I think, you know, we always are too impatient, even fans as well. Like we're too impatient on like some of these players uh, and they're young and they need to develop. So I'm curious to see what that third year is going to look like for Icky. Now, granted, yeah. it does not mean that we don't need to go out there and go get some, uh, some, some, some death, right. In an offensive line, like go find somebody, whether it's in the draft, whether it's in a free agency, I'm not saying that, that's not what we should do or shouldn't do, excuse me. But I don't think we need to blow everything up and just say, like, start from scratch. Yeah, I, I, what I would love to see is I would love to see us draft a guy um, that can play both, right? If we can somehow manage to draft, let's say at, at 33, right? We're picking 33. If I could somehow manage to get a guy that can play left tackle and can play guard, right? It, and could push Icky and give him a little bit of competition. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if he maybe maybe the new guy we that we bring in outplays Icky training camp, then you may maybe you want to slide him in. Then you might have something. But I I don't think we need to go draft a full on left tackle right at this moment. I, I think it's too early to call with Icky. I think he's going to get better. He'll consist- consistently get better and better. Let me check. Let me check his PFF grade to see how far off he and it's tough. It's tough to do that too because you know, like you said, it's different different coaches in here, right. uh, different schemes. Everything's moving around. Once we get to consistency and guys can really, um, you know, start to develop, I, I think maybe we'll start to see some better play from everybody. Like not just not just you know the offensive line, not just Bryce. Everybody, right? Everybody should be getting better. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see, man. Um, so I don't I don't know if the offensive line is that bad. I think we need to get the interior fixed up, get some new guards in here, uh, maybe a center to to provide some competition to Bozeman. Um, but I don't know if it's as bad as we think it is. I mean, again, you do have to play to the offensive line strengths with which is the run game. But I don't I don't know can can they be coached better? I don't know can they be put in better positions? I don't know. We have to see. Hopefully, the new guy we bring in here can do just that. I, I just don't know the answer to that. And when um, everything is bad, you can start to pin like you can pinpoint everybody's gonna poke at something, right? When everything's looking bad. So who would have known if we would have won a lot more games if people would have said the same thing? I yeah. Don't know. 
for sure, for sure. Let me hit some of these super chats because I done missed a lot. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right. Uh, so the game guy says keep Gabe Jackson. This is going back to the other. I think so. I think Gabe Jackson is the guy you keep around for depth. Um, again, you need a veteran guy like that 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 you can bring in and and, and be relied upon uh, when he needs to be relied upon. Uh, so absolutely, I would keep Gabe. It's going to be a vet minimum type deal. You don't need to invest anything long term into him. I would definitely keep uh, Gabe Jackson around, especially if he continues to play the way he he's been playing. I would I would definitely keep him around. Um, Icky. Icky hate is so sensationalized over one to two bad plays a game. Icky's a decent tackle uh, when you look at the whole ratings. I, I agree. I agree. And I think that's kind of what we try to we try to portray that. He does give us some sacks. I think the sacks need to be dropped down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I think there's something to build there. There's something to build upon. Uh, Philip Page says Bryce play starts with the O-line and better. Not perfect play calling over Rice preseason, preseason A concepts. I agree. I agree. He's playing the, the play call in the offensive line. It all matters, bro. You're starting to see Bryce play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Pace said, call By- Byron Bell's agent. Now nah, I'm cool on Byron Bell, bro. We cool <laughs> on that. We cool on that. Uh, Omar Tillman, man, shout out to, he said, shout, shout out to uh, Stefan Sullivan. I thought Reese was better. Boy, y'all got to chill with the Reese stuff, bro. Thanks, shout out to Stefan, bro. He is playing. He's playing pretty darn like good so. football. A like so. couple of drops, but he's playing. He's playing okay. He's uh, AJ team. said, they. Dave lost the weight, huh? Nah, Dave is in the boonies. He's in the sticks right now. Couldn't join the show. Bad reception, all that stuff. So I, I got my man Carlo in the building. I mean, I made a, I made a joke about him earlier, but that's that's my dog, man. He's a good dude, man. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to, to Dave. A says Carlo uh, got good insight here. Petition to keep him as a third host or recurring guy, uh, like they do on ESPN. We've been talking about that. We'll see. We'll see. This is the audition right here. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, um, so we answered the question. Is the offensive line that bad? I say no. I think we got something to build upon. Carlo, final thoughts on the on whether the offensive line is that bad. Hey, look, man. Like I said, when everything's bad, when everything's bad, when we're losing, you can start pointing at everybody. I feel as though that the interior offensive line has been our issue. Does We don't know. Like I said in the beginning, we do not know what's going on in that locker room or in those different meetings with the schemes or who's supposed to pick up what. All we're seeing is what was on, what's on the field, and that's all we can do as fans. Um, I feel as though everyone can have that soft. We've seen really good players have sophomore slumps. I think that's what we're seeing with Icky in some places. I think he's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of mental mistakes, uh, especially in Seattle with the with the false starts, all those different things. But we'd have to give him some grace to be able to make those mistakes. Like he is, this is on his second year. That third year, next next season is when we can really start to really evaluate yeah. who Icky is and what he's going to be. Is he going to be that perennial tackle that is going to block for our oh, franchise quarterback, or whether he is going to be someone who's just going to be a death piece? Um, but I think a tenor offensive line is somebody we should be something that we should be looking at in free agency and then also in the draft. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Uh, one last uh, uh, super chat here. said Not last, but a super chat here. Was Dobbs play a catch? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. not. That is not a catch. Horrible. Not a catch. If that's the catch, the catch recalled it. And I stand Fact. by that. I stand Fact. by that. Stand All right. So let's <laughs> facts. Let me let me get back into uh, the building blocks, because we talked about this earlier. We talked about, um, you know, evaluation mode and there's some guys we got to start to evaluate and i think in these past couple these next couple of games 
I think we really need to to take a look at some names, right? Shout out to Cam with the uh, with the super chat, man. I appreciate that. There's there's some guys we need to keep an eye on. Um, and I got a couple of names, and I think I I missed one. Um, that I could have added, maybe two, but may I will I open it up to the floor uh, to see whoever uh who else you guys think I should should add to this list. Um, but let me let's add this back. Uh, There we go. All right, so let's talk about Smith Marset. Amir Smith Marset. This guy has been playing out of his mind uh, the yeah. past couple of weeks here. Uh, and I'm happy with this man because almost a year ago, uh, he posted a, Twitter, uh, a tweet saying, I'm betting on myself. And again, we, we heard him, you know, get a little vocal on Twitter about his usage and saying, yo, they're going to see, they're going to see. And now we're starting to see. And and now we're starting to see him. We we know he's a, a, a asset in the return game, but now he's starting to get some of them um, Chanel-esque plays out, out of the run game. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I have up here on the screen is that you can see his 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 production with Reich. I mean, he had one target, one reception, one reception, 14 yards with Reich when Reich was the head coach. And now post-Reich, you start to see him get more involved. It's not that much more in the receiver production, but in the rush production, he's getting busy. Seven attempts, 74 rushing yards, and a touchdown. He's getting busy in the rush game. And so it's dope to see him start to develop and get more action. Cause a lot of y'all called it. A lot of y'all in the you know, in the in on Twitter and, and even in my chats that said, yo, we gotta play Smith Marcetti. He's he's a lightning bolt. You know, he played well with the Chiefs, and we, yo, know, we we think he got something, but we just ain't seen it. And now we're starting to see it. So the interesting thing about Smith Marset is that he's a restricted free agent, which means that if anybody wants to negotiate with him, they got to go through us. Um, and you know what I mean? So it we we basically um, can resign him pretty easily, right? It's not a big deal to get him back. And he said he wants to be, I think there was a a, a, a quote yep. that he posted on, that was posted on Panthers.com that he wants to be wants to play with Bryce for a long time, right? So how do y'all feel about this kid being around here long? He's only 24 years old. So, Carla, what do you feel about this, man? Sign that man. Sign him. Uh, I've, I've been extremely impressed with Smith-Marset. Um, I saw that tweet earlier. Um, people didn't know, like, so I think somebody posted and everybody was like, is this fake? Is this real? And then I put on my, my FBI investigative private you know, <laughs> investigator, and I, it wasn't that simple. It wasn't that easy. I mean, it wasn't that hard, but basically what I did was I went to his, his Twitter and looked at his likes and he was liking what everybody's posting about wanting to be here for a long time. So like Smith Marset wants to be here. Um, we can't forget about his, this is post Reich as well. His punt return. Right. Chicago. Um, this man, like, I feel like he has so much potential. He's young. Um, and I, I can see him as a re- in special teams and also as like a really solid slot receiver or just that on that, that X deep go. Like we have, we haven't seen that deep, those deep routes yet, but yeah, as cool. you can see, and I think taper said this in a, in a few of his press conferences is that his package is increasing. Like his, his play package is increasing. So I think that like hopefully what we see in these last two games is him in those different go routes um, and different 
uh, plays that. But I, I like him. I like him a lot. I think that um, he is what we thought uh, Shy Smith was going to be. Mm, okay. I see what you did there. He I see what, what you did there. Shy Smith was going to be. I, I can't. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. And so real quick, I, I, I misspoke a little bit on the restricted free agent stuff. So I want to clear that up before I move forward because there is an, another – uh, free agent uh, that is exclusive rights free agent, which there, and there's a difference between the two. So I want to clear that up real quick. Restricted free agent, um, he he can go out and negotiate with other teams. We get a chance to uh, match the offer, right? So I can let's say the Chiefs go out there and they want to get him back, and they they make an offer to him. We can then match that offer. So right, that's why it's a restricted free agent. Um, we can we can match what any offer that goes. Uh, out there for him. Also, we can, um, if anybody, we could get draft capital too. Uh, if there's a, a draft value attached to his tender, we can put like a second round tender on him, uh, whatever. We can get, uh, you know, draft capital back. Yeah. In, let me, let me, shape. let me say something. So I, I corrected myself, pause. I corrected myself and said, play package. You did. Right. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to get you. Yeah. No. You did. I was going, I was, look, I corrected myself. I saw, Yo, I was hey, gonna get you, bro. Hey, yo, no, no, that's why I was like, "Yo, wait, were you done?" I gotta say that I, yeah. I corrected myself, y'all. Um, but I saw somebody put in too that he's a Ted Ginn. Uh, I, hey, I'll I, take a Ted Ginn. Hey, I you think, need a Ted. Think he he has he has better hands than Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn as a Ted Ginn as a three is is what you want. You don't want Ted Ginn as your two or one, which is what he was in 2015. Right, like, yo, that's not what we want. We don't want Ted Ginn as our one. Right. But I, I would absolutely take a tag in as my three. And if that's what you're going to give me, tag in production, I'll right. take that all day. I'll right. take that all day. You know what that's I mean? Cool. So, uh, I, yeah, I think Smith Marset is a talented kid. I mean, that's why we trade. Remember, Scott Fitter traded for this man, right? right? This is not, this is not, we didn't just pick him up off the street. We traded for him. So, uh, again, Scott Fitter and company, the scouts, whatever, they saw something in him. They got him here. He's returning punts. Which he did have one muff punt uh not too long ago. I don't I remember when it was. Uh I think it was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um against the uh in against the Falcons. He had a, a muff one. That was in the rain. I guess it, it you know that happens. Um but again, this this kid, I think more the more opportunity, more you see him, the better he's gonna get. And I I wanna see him, like you said. Hey, listen, those go routes, where let him show off his speed more. Right. Right. We haven't seen that. This this kid is fast, yeah. right? Can we 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 haven't seen it yet? So I wanna see it. I want to see more from him. I like him, man. Smith, I like him a lot. I would, yep. I would sign him before Lavisca. Unfortunately, agreed. Uh, no, yeah. I agree with that. I agree <laughs> I with that. I, I, I think I like Lavisca, but I think I would, I would opt to get, give me Smith Marset and give me a power running back, and we can get Lavisca out of here. All, all due respect to Lavisca because I do like his game. I think he got again with the right packages. Pause again. It was much different. You know, I think he may have been better with this this system, the Thomas Brown system. We didn't get a chance to see it because he's on IR, but that's just the way the ball bounces. But you know, give me Smith Marset. Yep. For I mean, what what do you say to those that say this is the next TMJ though? It's just a flash in the pan. Absolutely not. He's I feel like he's done more than, than what TMJ did. Um, first off, he is uh, multi talented in terms of being a receiver and then also being a returner as well. So being in special teams. Uh, TMJ could hasn't done that. I'm not saying TMJ can't do that. We just haven't seen TMJ do that. Um, right. And the other thing is, like, I don't think I don't think Smith Marset has been injured yet. Um, and so we, you know, one thing TMJ his thing was 
He could not stay on the field. Um, I do feel like the TMJ potentially, I, I go back and forth. Um, There's a question that someone asked before. It was like, do we feel as though TMJ is going to ball out on another team once he leaves? Yes, he will. He will, right? I think that he I has think the potential. I think, I, I, I think so. He, he, it's a, it depends on where he goes, right? But he has the potential to ball out wherever he goes. Like I believe TMJ is a. We've seen it. We saw it with LSU. Like TMJ is a really is a solid receiver. Um, I just don't think that he probably fits our scheme. Now, granted, I think we have him for one more year, right? Um, you have him under contract for one more year, yeah. More but year. I, I doubt. I doubt he, bro. I think that the skill sets are duplicate to Mingo. I, I just don't. I don't know. It's not going to work. Have, I think. Like, I think the only thing is we we're not gonna we're not gonna get a lot for him right now. No, we won't. If we anything. Won't. So my biggest thing is if I'm a if I am a coach or or a GM, I'm going to put him out there next year, see what he has. When he starts to ball, like if it doesn't, if it makes sense for us to then trade him, then make your move. But we got to yeah, see what we have at least. You know what I, I'm saying? Yeah, but see, I think that that would make sense to do now, right? That's what we're doing now. That's why you got a Nash Jensen out there, and I think they're they're trying to show off guys. Yeah. Uh, to you know, and I just the fact that he's inactive tells me everything I need to know. Facts. Right, you're, you're inactive on a team that ain't got nothing to play for, right. and all we have to do is show show me what you got, and you ain't out there playing. So right. I think he's done here, bro. I think he's so done. too. And I think he wants to be done here. Like I think he's done. Yeah, I think <laughs> mentally he's checked out. Yeah, I think the coaches checked out on him. It's not his fault. But again, all, all the turnover and turmoil we've been dealing with, it's not his fault. I think he's talented, but I think we're done here, bro. And I think he, I think he wants out. Speaking, of, I know this is gonna be off. And we, this is going to be totally off topic, and we can get to it later. Oh, yeah. Speaking of being mentally checked out, do you think that Burns is mentally checked out? Uh, based, based on his play, like, granted, his best game, in my opinion, his best game was last week um, against the Falcons. But, like, do you feel like, though, he is mentally checked out? Like, some of his plays, like, I remember I saw a play where he ran by – he ran by Jordan Love and literally just stopped and just turned around and even looked like didn't even try to chase to get him. Like he just kind of stopped. Now, granted, I know he's been fighting through injuries, all these different yeah. things. But do you feel as though, like with him not being able to, he may not feel as as respected or wanted because he hasn't gotten his contract? Do you feel like he's mentally checked out? I don't. It's a tough question, bro. I think he's frustrated, uh, and I do think that kind of does translate to the field. Whether he is gonna, he's never gonna admit that, right? But Yes, there's injuries, uh, you know, the elbow. There's a bunch of stuff going on with him. But you this is the season that where none of that can happen, right? When you're when you're about to go, when you're on a contract year and you literally bet on yourself and it you yeah. you put all your eggs in this basket, and whether you were right or wrong, you bet on yourself, and the stats are showing. That maybe you ain't worth what you think you're worth, right? And, and, and it's harsh. That's a harsh reality. And I, y'all know I f with Burns. Yeah, that's the Florida State. That's my guy. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's gonna. It's a tough. It's tough. It's tough. I can't see. Even if we get a new GM, I can't see the new GM coming in and saying, "Let me look at your production. Let me talk to my coaches. Let me see what's going on." Yo, can I can I really invest thirty million into into Burns? Mm-hmm. It's tough. I, I don't man. think they're gonna do it. It's tough. It's tough to watch. Like I, I I love Burns. Like I think he is a great edge rusher. 
Um, but I think I think I forgot who said it. One of the coaches, it might have been Tabor, but it's like, hey, like, yeah, we may not make the playoffs, but what's what are you going to determine? You know, where you're going to go from here is what's on film. You know what I'm saying? And granted, like I said, the Falcons game, he was everywhere. He should he should have had that pick, but it was a nice um pass block. Like he was he was everywhere. But ever since then, like he I don't know, like when I see Derrick Brown and what he's been doing, this is the contract year too. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's gonna get paid. What Luvu has been doing, like Luvu hasn't had like a amazing season like he did last year, but Luvu's been balling. I think and he's then you're talking about yeah, Brian Burns, who has like who's supposed to be getting what 30, 28 to 30 mil. Yeah. You see what those two people are doing versus what he's doing. Now, granted, yes, they are scheming against him. He's getting yeah. double teamed, all those different things. But when you are not double teamed, that's when you need to show out, bro. Like that's that's when you're gonna. That's when you make your money. When when you get that one on one, beat the beat that tackle and get to the quarterback. And he's not doing it right now. And I just feel like that's just not the Brian Burns that I'm used to seeing. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not the Brian Burns we used to seeing, and I'm, I I think, and I would, I don't know, bro. It's gonna be a tough call, man, because I I don't from the business side, I completely understand the Panthers not paying him right now. I completely understand them not wanting to pay him thirty million. I completely understand it all. I get I get it from a, uh, from a a team management side. I completely get it because like you're saying, Luvu Burns. These other guys, man, they're balling. Bro, bro Luvu is balling right now. He's right. all over the field, man. He's making yeah. all kind of impact plays. And Burns is, is just not, bro. I think Luvu – does Luvu have more sacks than Burns? If he you does, that's a, that's a conversation needs to be had. I don't think I don't think, I don't think he does. I don't think year. he does, though, because they're not yeah, using him a lot on the on the edge. Like, he had, he had one sack bro. last – on Sunday. Go ahead. No, it's close. I think he has. I think he has five and a half sacks, and Burns has six, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just let me just double check that. Now I see somebody in the chat that just said it. Luvu has five, Burns has six. Yeah, that's, that's bro. That's crazy. Easy. And and yeah, that's that's not that ain't it, bro. That's not it. it unfortunately, it's not it. That's not it, bro. That's crazy, bro. It shouldn't be like that. And I promise you, Luvu probably rushes at like we can probably count on one hand how many times he rushes per game. Oh, I can get now if we really want to dive into that, I can get those numbers. Um <laughs> uh, you can you can look, we can probably look into the efficiency numbers. Yeah, I would I what, would love to because bro, that I, I can there, do that. Oh, man, you and, and it goes man. back to the question. It goes back to the question, though, Shot. I forgot who asked you and Dave. But it was a it was a heck of a question. It was who would you sign first? You can only sign t- two. Burns, yeah, that was a tough Luvu Brown. That's a that's a tough question. Whoever, whoever put what that. Did I what did I say? You what said say? you said Brown and Burns. I don't think that's what I said. Yeah, I think that's what you said. <laughs> no, nah, I think I said. I, I think I said. I think I said. I think I said Burn. Uh, Brown and Luvu is what I, I said. Think, I think that's I think what I said. You said Burns and Brown, bro. And and you he was like yo I'm uh, I Lou's my guy and I I rock with Lou like Lou that Lou's one of my favorite players, right? Lou's one of my favorite players, so I, it's tough for me to even say Browns and I because I, I and the reason I remember is you said that shot because I agree with you because I was like yo I would do Burns and Browns because like 
edge rusher is hard to find in defensive tackle. Like he's top 10, if not more than that, in terms of Derek Brown. Luvu, as good of a player he is, I feel as though it could be poss- it's possible. It's, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's possible to find someone similar to him quicker than a, than a Burns and a Brown. I don't know, bro. I don't know about that. Quicker one. than a Burns and a Brown? Like quicker than a, a solid, like a top 10 defensive tackle and a top 10 edge rusher? Like, I'm not saying that it's like we're going to do it, but I'm saying like it could it could possibly happen. Now, granted, eh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Somebody, somebody, don't, me, somebody said that he didn't say that. So, okay, so maybe I was wrong. I I thought you might have you might have said something different. Maybe like, check chat me scene. up, bro. You trying to chat me up? Come on, man, talk, man. Look. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So I got, bro. I got the number, bro. It's kind of wild. So when you talk about the pass rush uh, productivity. Uh, it's a number generated by uh, PFF. Let me see. PRP is a formula that combines uh, sacks, hits, hurries, relative to how many times they rush the passer. This is wild, bro. Burns' number is 6.9. Frankie, Lu- Frankie Louvu's number is 12, 12.5. Frankie Louvu's in the top 10 for linebackers. Now the two different positions, Frankie Lubu is a linebacker, right? And um and uh Burns is an edge, but that's kind of wild, bro. That's yeah, that's that's crazy when you think about it. That is that's kind of crazy. I need, I need to dive more into that. Yeah, that's kind of wild. It it is very wild, but here's the thing too. Like I'm playing devil's advocate here. It's like we got to understand the different schemes as well in terms of how he's getting to the quarterback. Sometimes it could be a, a rush where it's straight through the middle. You know, it's a lot of different things that we got to like look into in terms of he has done how that. He's getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Like even with the sack that he had on Jordan Love, like it was straight right. through the middle, straight up, wide open. Up you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right up the A gap. So we got to understand, like, we got to think about that as well. However, the fact that he still has that much is still something to look at and just. Start to question a little bit. That's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. And listen, and and then you when you think about it, you got to extrapolate that out a little bit further and think about the coordinator, right? Because we've seen we've seen Evero do yes. some damage without top tier pass rushers in Denver. He didn't have his guys out there in Denver, and they still were a tough, tough defense. So if Evero is going to be your guy. Bro, that's I don't know, man. That it's a it's a tough conundrum. It's, it's the Panthers. My, my hope is that they can do all three, right? They can sign all three because I rock I rock with all of them, but I just feel like Burns is he just and I can I can only imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like here's the thing. Like I tried to I tried to put it into perspective for like my life. If I was working at like at my job, putting like putting my all into this particular job, knowing that like, Hey, I have this potential promotion that's coming in front of me. And they're like, uh, no, we're going, we're only going to give you this percentage of a, of a raise. You're like, you know what? Yeah. Like, what am I working for? I'm just going to take this right. year off. I'm going to chill. Like we have to look at it that way too, because this is a yep, job yep. for them at the end of the day. Is, you know yep. what I mean? So like, I'm trying to think of like, would I give my all knowing that like, they going, they're not going to give me what I feel as though that I'm worth. That's something to think about. But at the end of the day, like, what the difference is between like our jobs and their jobs is everything that you're doing, your effort, your energy, 
your 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 performance is all on film. I agree. It's a it's a tough one. the The hope is that we can keep all three of them. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest. If if we lose Luvu, I'm gonna be hurt, bro. I feel, I, I said this last Same. week, bro. He, he he is the heart and soul of that deep. Him and Derrick Brown are the heart and soul of that defense, bro. Yes. And I think they they really the way their play and their energy dictates how that defense plays, bro. Yep. When they off it, you that whole defense is off. You know what you I mean? So I feel down. like. I feel like you cannot – you got to keep Luvu. I don't know what it's going to take, but you got to get it done. Whatever, yeah. any means necessary, you got to keep Luvu around, bro. You can tell, like, so the, our old, like, Panther legends are, love Luvu. I like, love Luvu. Luvu Keekly has, like, taken him under his wing and, like – Bro, it, it, bro anybody Luvu. that's under Keekly's oh, wing, you bro. you keep him. Keep him. Even if he, if he sniffs the feather of Keekly, like, that's what I want, bro. Like, you <laughs> – bro, you got to keep – you yeah. gotta keep Luvu, bro. And and I said it last week, Frankie Luvu, or I, I think I said it on one of the morning huddles. Frankie Luvu was scouted by Luke Keekley when Luke Keekley was on staff as a pro scout under mm. uh, Matt Rule. He he got. I, I did not Frankie know Frankie Luvu here. Yes, yes, yep. It was I, in Joe po- Joe Person's article. It was in oh, Joe Person's article about Scott Fitter. I did not know that. That's crazy. So yeah, yep. So you gotta keep you gotta keep him around, bro. You gotta keep him around. So I, I said I said this last week too. He's cut from that same claw, bro. Like that Luke, that that TD. You gotta keep him, bro. He's gotta different. keep him. But anyway, back to the building blocks. Back to the building blocks. Some other guys we can build upon. Couple couple more. I got that. Three more. Um, Tommy Trumbull. Tommy Trumbull is starting to develop, getting better. And better and better in this game, man. I love what he does after the catch. Yes, after the the yakage, bro. He's not going out of bounds. He's running dudes over, jumping you over. Saw him. it jumping over him. He's running guys over. You saw it in the Notre Dame film back when he was with Notre Dame. He was seeking out contact, bro. He plays with physicality, and we had him on the show his rookie year, and and that's, it made me think. I'm like, bro, like, how better has this man gotten? When we one of his biggest criticisms of himself was like, my hands got to get better. I got to get my hands better, bro. You look at the twenty twenty three stats, bro. Twenty seven targets, thirty receptions. Um, my math is terrible, but to me, look at the prior years: twenty twenty two, thirty two mm-hmm. targets, nineteen receptions. That's awful. Thirty five targets, twenty receptions. That's bad. But twenty seven or twenty or twenty seven. That's solid. He's getting better. Mm-hmm. Now the the. The production, uh, the yards, not quite there. We still got three games left. Right. You know, no Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst may or may not come back. But with him being, you know, a solid TE1 or TE2 from a target share standpoint, Luvu, I mean, uh, excuse me, Tommy Trimble, he can, he's he's making some waves. He's getting better. Not saying he's going to be the next George Kittle, but definitely can serve as some some threat. You know what I mean? So I like, what you think about uh, Tommy Trimble? Yo, I like to, I like Tommy. Um, when he, when he was drafted, I was a little skeptical at first because I didn't know it. Like, what's that, uh, what's that quote from, uh, from Shaq? It was like, I'm sorry, kid. I, I didn't, I didn't understand your game. I didn't know your game. Like that's, that's how yeah. I felt about Tommy. Like I didn't understand his game. I didn't know who he was, all those different things. But now like, first off, he's 23, he's super young. Right. So he still has a lot to grow, lots to lots to, to learn. Um, and still has a lot of development to do. But from what I've seen in 2021 to where he is this year, psh, he's a block, he blocks, 
everything he does with with this so much aggression, so much power, so much like he Tommy is Tommy is going to be legit. Like he's going to be solid. I'm am I saying he's going to be the next Greg Olson or the next uh shoot Tra- Travis Kelsey? No. But what I'm saying is that he's going to be a very 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 solid tight end um as he continues to to develop and get better. Um Shout out to like hard work pays off, right? Like you said, I think you and Dave said this before is like y'all saw him, him and Chuba every after every practice during the offseason, jug mm-hmm. machines, like practicing his hands, getting better. And now, like, the hard work is showing off, like, it's paying off. And we're able to see it on film. Um, no, I like him. I think we should bring him back. Um, he has a lot of potential. Yeah. And I, I, I why, but Jordan, I think you, you, this speaks to this, bro. I mean, I still think the missing piece to his game, bro, is getting him as a fullback and handing him the football. Bro, we did he did it in college. Right. I don't understand. Like, I don't know if it's too far gone where guys are like not watching college film on it anymore. And they're like, oh, we're only looking at the pro film. Like this, the the next offensive coordinator, I promise you, I think they'll use him. Yes. I promise you they will. Yes. He yep, can do it, bro. He can play fullback too, man. He could be the you check whatever. He can do that, bro. He can do that, and he could be his hands are good. Pause. I are getting better. He's not perfect, right? But the hands are getting better. Um, I think he could be a solid, solid, solid fullback. And and yeah, everybody wants Reese there, and, and all, bro. Get him out of there. No, Ian Thomas out of here, bro. Get these dudes yeah. out of here. Tommy Trimble can do all of that, bro. Yep. He can do all of that. So shout out to Tommy, man. I think he is a a building block um, for this team, and he's getting better. Yep. Which brings up a great point. This is another guy, you know, you know, Tommy Tremble uh, from that that 2021 draft class or whatever, you know, with uh, with um, TMJ, and I think the rest of those guys in that class. Another guy from that class, Chuba, bro. Chuba is this dude, man. And and again, he's progression, development. This is year. Three for these guys. You're starting mm-hmm. to see it now. Like you, you mm-hmm. people get so quick to throw busts and all that, bro. And I was not a big, big fan of Chuba. I thought Chuba was not it. I thought he was not it, bro. I thought he he's never gonna be that guy, man. But he is starting. It's almost at a thousand all-purpose yards this year. Crazy. He's almost at. He's like he's like thirty some yards away from a, a thousand all-purpose yards this year. Receiving, you know, that his hands was a brick. Again, going back to that, he's getting better. Look at the receiving, 37 targets, 33 receptions. Mm-hmm. He's getting better. Look at that first year, 37 targets, 25 receptions his first year. Mad drops. We was killing this man's hands. Garbage. <laughs> he was Xavier Woods on offense. Yeah, he's getting better, man. He is getting so much better. And almost, he might not do it, but he is almost at 1,000 yard, thousand rushing yards on the season. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's probably gonna be fall just short. I think he needs like what two hundred some yards. Yeah, I think he's, he's gonna be yeah, probably a little bit too much for him. He, he he gonna have to do some work uh, to get a thousand. But I don't know if he's gonna get there. But man, it's good to see him come along. Uh, and we started to see it with him and Foreman last year, and now it's and that's why his numbers fell a little bit. He was behind Christian McCaffrey. Then he was behind playing RB two behind Foreman last year. But now this it's his, you know. Miles Sanders ain't it. Now it's his show, and he's starting to show out. And it goes back to what I've been saying, you know. Shout out to C Mac, but it's all about opportunity. You got to get the opportunity, and he is starting to take advantage of his opportunities. Getting better, his skills are getting better. He's definitely RB one. 
and he's getting better, man. And again, from coming from that 2021 draft class, don't be so quick to label guys. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what I over these past two, these past two guys. That's the takeaway. Yep. Goes back to Icky. Don't be so quick to label. Like you got to get these guys at least three years before you start saying bust. Some you know, some just you can call a bust. They just that bad. Yep. But some guys that show progression, you just got to give them some time. But what you think about Chua, man? No, you you said it every you said it all, bro. I think the only thing I would say is like I remember everybody after last season was like, okay, Chuba, Chuba was solid, but let's see if he can do it again. Um, and like you say, he took advantage of the opportunity that was in front of him. Um, and he's solid, man. He showed that he could be at RB one, right? Um, now, granted, the only thing that's going to scare me is the fact that we have we've already paid Miles Sanders a pretty solid contract. What yeah, is yeah. Chuba going to want? this offseason and are we going to be able to pay that knowing that we need a wide receiver one knowing that we need a lot of other things that's the only thing that kind of scares me with chuba i think that chuba and tommy trimble want to be here i have that feeling i feel like they they want to be here and so hopefully we can kind of figure out um a deal i I never say like they should take a hometown discount or anything of that nature but um that's the only thing that kind of like uh, but chuba like each year gets better yeah so both of these guys that chuba and um and uh, Tommy, they're under contract too. I'm sorry, I just saw that. Yep, 2025. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're so good. they're under contract okay. next year. We're good, but it just shows that they're, you know, the progression, right? I just, yeah. I wanted to start thinking because you got to start thinking about this now, right? When you start to look at building and putting a team together, I think these guys can be some of those building blocks that we keep, you know, going into the, you know, past their their rookie contracts. So that's what I'm thinking about with them. So all these guys that we're going to talk about, we basically have them next year or at least have their rights. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that you're going to get a new coach. Yep. So the, the new coach, the new GM that comes in, they're going to have to assess whether these guys are part of the long-term plan or not. And I yep. think these guys that I'm highlighting should be because they're playing good football. Right. So that's the point of me bringing up the bu- the building yeah, blocks. Yeah. No, good call. I miss, I completely missed the 2020. But uh, I, I agree with you. And I think that uh, they have enough on film to realize like, okay, these people are really solid players. And they have things that that in their particular uh, skill set that we can build upon. I think the only thing I would say is that Ch- I feel like Chuba is even better if he has a good pair beside him, mm-hmm. like a good a good other running back, whether it's a power running back or whether it's a, qu- a running back that's actually getting some some yards outside of like a Miles Sanders, if you will. So like what we saw with Deontay Foreman, like that was a great great duo. And so I think Chuba's even better if he has like somebody else that's that's doing well as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the, and I think you touched on this a little bit, but um, Miles Sanders, we his contract, it, we're not getting rid of him. The way his contract is structured, he's going to be around next year, unfortunately. And I just unless they can find a trade partner, which I doubt, um, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Um, it costs us actually adds money to the cap uh, for for cutting him. So we're not saving any money at all. Uh, and so I don't think we're going to cut him. I'd be very, very surprised if they moved on from from Miles Sanders. So it's gonna be Miles Sanders. It's gonna be Chuba probably next year. But we, I think we need to find. All that said, even having those two, we still need to find a power short yardage back. We don't have that on the roster. We need to find a short yardage back that can get us the one yard. Although we did QB sneak, uh, finally for the first time all season, we QB we nice. used the QB sneak. And I hope we see more of that. It worked. It worked perfectly. It worked great. It, you could tell uh, Green Bay wasn't even – they didn't even care. They weren't prepared for it. 
at all. Not at all. They were not prepared for it. It caught them off guard, off guard, just like it caught us off guard. Okay, he, didn't I mean? he didn't even get hit. Like the two, they hit each other. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, we but all that said, we still need to get a power running back that can move the power uh, and help out the offensive line because I think as good as the offensive line was graded last year, I think Foreman helped that out. Um, uh, yes. just because it's running style. So, um, Hopefully we can get a power running back in. But love what Chuba's doing. Uh, real quick, let me hit this super chat. It said, uh, "Acash says Chuba went from a fringe player in danger of getting cut to a guy with a legit chance to be RB one uh, for the next couple of years. What a turnaround! Yeah, that's why you got to give guys a, a chance. And I, even with me, I was critical of Chuba. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about myself too. Like I'm not immune too. I get I get critical of these guys. Yeah, you know I mean, so like that's why you have to practice patience. Every everybody's not going to be a bust. Some. Po- some people need time to develop, bro. And that's, I think, uh, the biggest takeaway from this. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, shout out to Chuba Hubbard. Last guy I got is uh, Nick Thurman. Nick Thurman is a guy, bro, this dude has been playing out of his mind the last couple of games. And so what you'll see on this, he's 28 years old, been around for a little bit. Um, we have his rights, we exclusive rights, uh, free agent next year. So we have the rights to his contract. If anybody wants them, they got to come through us. Um, but if you look at the uh, the pat his his grades, right? So I got the pass rush, run defense, and overall. In the parenthesis is the last two games. The last two games, this dude has literally been playing out of his mind, bro. Eighty-one overall, like he's been up there with Derrick Brown. Like if you look at the grades, you'll see Derrick Brown and you'll see Nick Thurman right there under. This dude is playing some good good football. And one thing you have to take into account is Evero. You got to remember. Mm-hmm. You remember how Evero was was shifting around all these guys and cutting guys and bringing guys in and cutting guys. We cut uh, what's my man name? Uh, the big dude uh, that we cut. Uh, I forgot oh. my big dude name. Uh, we got him out of here. Right. We got Bra- yeah, we got Bravion Roy out of here. We got all these guys, and he was trying to find guys that could play within his system. And boy, did he land on a gold mine here, Nick Thurman. He's playing really, really well over these last couple of games. And hopefully, if he can end this season uh, on a high note, he's going to be a guy I would like to see back next year as well. What you think about Nick Thurman? I rock with Nick Thurman heavy. Um, he's been balling. And I think one reason, too, I think this this speaks to what we thought, uh, what we hoped Brian Burns was going to happen. We always said that like Brian Burns, all he needs is a is a good edge rusher another edge rusher on the side now edge rusher is going to be able to either eat off of the double teams that are happening from brian burns or brian burns is going to be able to not be as focused on because that edge rusher is doing well and then brian burns will be able to get his we're seeing that with nick thurman and derrick brown derrick brown is starting to get a lot of double teams nick thurman is eating off of those, those single things and then now like now they're realizing how nick thurman is doing and they're trying to get on him and as we see, saw in the Falcons game, Derrick Brown going crazy. And so, like, these two have been really doing well all season. I'm mean, not all season, excuse me, these last couple games. And I feel like he could be a really good building block to move forward with. I'm glad we got the exclusive rights. I hope that he's back because even, like, he's in his prime. And what we're seeing now is, like, the potential in Nick Thurman. I like what he's seeing. Yeah, man. Yeah, so – um so again, I, I really like, and again, he's been, I think he's been playing decently all season, but over the last couple of games, he's been playing out of his mind. Out of his mind. He's great. Out of his yeah, mind. he's been playing really well. So Nick Thurman is a guy I would really want uh, to see back next year as well. 
So is I think that's the last guy I have. Is there any other uh guys that I missed that maybe y'all think we should we should build uh more with? Um I want a guy I could debate I could debate about is uh probably who Stefan Sullivan. I like Sully. I wasn't gonna say Sully. I think Sully is okay. definitely a building block. But I was gonna say, and I, and the reason I was real hesitant on saying this because he didn't have a good game last this uh on Sunday, but I like Troy Hill. Yeah, and so I, I was gonna, you know what? That's funny. That's funny you say that. I was gonna put Troy, Troy Hill up here, um, but Troy Hill is thirty two years old. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, he's thirty two years old, and so I'm like, man. I mean, yeah, you could bring him back. He's playing good football. Yeah, but I don't know that building block. When I think of building block, I think of you know twenty, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, under thirty. That's what I'm thinking about. But he has been playing well. No, he's been playing well. In that case, definitely Sully. I think that Sully is a wide receiver in a tight end's body. And I think that he has a lot of potential. You just got to find the, the the right person that can really develop him. Sam Franklin is interesting as well. Special teamer. I, I thought about throwing him up here. Special teams guy um, that I think can play. He he He's shown that he can play safety pretty well. Like he when he had his opportunities, he had to pick six. I do like Sam Franklin, but I also like Xavier Woods is playing good. I don't think people understand how well Xavier Woods. He might not be getting the picks. Good question. I think he's like 20. I don't know. Good question. Older than that. Let me look. 28. He's 28. Okay. That's not bad. So, yeah. Again. Woods, then you just got Von Bell. I don't know what Woods' contract is looking like. I think he got a. Let me see. Is he in the in, the, in his contract year? Let me see. I'm playing like it like lately. Maybe. He had a three. He had he signed a three year contract. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's not a fridge until 2025. So what we have is yeah, he's got one more year. So Sam Franklin, yeah, I, I do think that you can make an argument for Sam Franklin, especially against special teams value. You, and we can't overlook that, right? You got to be able to have some good special teams. Sam Franklin is, is balling out his mind, so I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at uh, Sam Franklin being on that list. Uh, who else did I see up here? Um, D, so here, this is a good question. This is a good question. Hey. Now, <laughs> ah, so <laughs> D, so DJ Chark is on a one year deal, right? And He's he's been struggling, right? And again, call it what you want. We can again, just like the criticism of, of of Bryce Young and anybody else. There's a lot of boxes you can check before you get to to DJ Chart himself. Yes, he's had some drops. Yeah, you can criticize that. Um, is he being utilized the best way in the best way possible? I don't think so. But over these past couple of games, this is another guy has been playing out of his mind. Two touchdowns. So you've got three. You got three games left. Yep. There's a lot of assessment. So I'm gonna say, if you were to ask me right now, I'm gonna say, nah, we can do better than DJ Chark. Hmm. But if he continues to play like he's been playing the past couple of games, I'm gonna say he needs to be on the, the building block list. Interesting. What you think? So here's my here's my take. I I, I think that DJ Chark's been playing out his mind recently. I, I we got two games left, and I think that he. It's, it's cool. We're gonna two games, continue. my bad. Two games. No, you're good. We're going to continue to see him elevate. Here's the only way that I would want DJ Chark back, though. If I'm GM, I'm pulling, I'm 
pulling him into my office and I'm saying, hey, look, T. Chark, you've been doing well. You know, you got, what, three, four touchdowns of the year. You had a great game, six, six receptions, 98 yards. Kudos to you. We would love to have you back. Love for you to be a good veteran presence in the locker room. However, the the contract yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> yes, that contract you had last year, we're not going to be able to bring you back on that. So we're going to need a either going to get a smaller contract or we're going to have to see you walk. That's what I would do. I would love to have him back, but he cannot be on that contract he's on right now. That like this this contract was a prove it year for him, and that game was a great game. And I think a lot of people on Twitter were saying like this was a hey bring DJ Chark back game. Yes, but it was a great game, but we expected a lot more of him all season. I don't, I don't know, man. I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, DJ Chark, it's a tough one, but I feel like I gotta see more, bro. And and, and listen, and somebody somebody said it in the chat, bro. Uh, you know he's got the relationship with Ben Johnson. They what what if Ben Johnson is the is the coach that they pick? Exactly. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure that he would be. Uh, a priority to keep around because he knows the system. Yep. Right. So again, I don't. I'm. I'm not on the DJ Chark train just yet. But a lot of a lot of the guys y'all are saying probably won't hit free agency. I saw Mike Evans and and T Higgins. These guys are probably not going to even sniff free agency, bro. That's just being honest. Everybody get a nice. Uh, just being honest. But uh, but yeah. So any anybody else who else we missing? So Sully, I think Stephon Sullivan is. is yeah, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, you good. Ste- Stefan Sullivan, I'm definitely happy um that Stefan Sullivan um is is getting the opportunity, right? Stefan Sullivan is a guy we had on the show when he first came out of LSU and I, what we knew he had the athleticism, he's starting to get better and he's getting more opportunity and when you saw Thomas Brown talk about him, Thomas Brown was was saying, "Yeah, we we need a tight end that's a mismatched guy." Sully can be that. I think Sullivan is going to be your receiver threat at tight end. We're starting to see it. He's he's a guy that I could see. YGM, I'm I'm I think we can do. YGM is playing well in this in this system, um, and this is a contract year for YGM. Building block, uh, I think you could just like just like we found Nick Thurman. I think you could find a YGM for the low, if that makes sense. Like I, YGM, if, unless YGM is coming back for that that low, which I don't think there's going to be a major market for him. Um, but if he comes back for the low, I think we, we would keep him for sure. Uh, but YGM absolutely playing his best football, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. That YGM is playing his best football. So YGM, I would consider it, but the contract got to be right. Contract got to be right. If I could find Nick Thurman, I could find a I could find a, a replacement. So that's how I feel about YGM. You got any thoughts on YGM, Carlo? About keeping him around? I don't know if I've seen I, I don't know if I've seen enough for 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 a contract for YGM. Like if we can find something, if we can find something else out in the free agency, I'm not sure what the edge rushers look like. I gotta look that up. Um, but it depends on how much. YGM is looking for that will determine whether he should come back or not for me. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I, I think it's a it's a good conversation. And again, sure. we'll obviously we'll obviously you know if, if you've been watching the channel for a long time, I do have the sign or walk where we'll dive into this a little bit further. Um, and uh, but it's going to be interesting. You 
the reason why I brought this up now is because you want to keep an eye on these guys yep. um, at, over these next couple of games. You want to assess these guys. All right, Chark is balling. All right, Nick Thurman. We talked about him on the show. Oh, yeah, that's him. He's balling. Uh, you know, Marset. Oh, he's dope. Like, th- those are the guys you want to keep an eye on. So that's why I brought it up. You know what I mean? So a uh, YGM is a jag. I can see that, actually. I can see that. Yeah. He's one of those I ones. I don't, I, you know how we talked about TMJ going to another team and balling? I don't see that with YGM. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say balling. I think he would play okay, but balling yeah. is a stretch. Right. Balling is a stretch. All right. So uh, last, last topic we got to discuss. Um, uh, Tepper. So there was an article that came out that said Tepper is starting to reevaluate. Uh, he he's starting maybe starting to turn a corner and and learning from his past mistakes. So Carlo, you know I got the shirt on. You know how I feel about sure. that. Absolutely. What, what do you think? What do you think about it? What do you think about this? I feel like his PR team is is playing chess <laughs> <laughs> while everybody else is playing checkers. I feel like this is was was a beautiful chess move. From his PR team. Um, keep in mind, don't let's not forget what came out earlier today. I mean, earlier this week around Ben Johnson wanting a certain amount of money. Now, granted, his agent came out and said that was false. However, Josina today on Twitter was saying, Josina Anderson, shout out to her, was saying, like, hey, look, I believe in my sources. I have some, some very reliable sources, and this is what they said. I'm saying all that to say that came out, and now you're coming out saying, like, okay, you want this amount of money. Oh, I'm learning from my mistakes. I, I'm ve- I'm very, very reflective. Now, granted, he could be, but my biggest thing is like, why? If you're very, very reflective, why didn't you say that in a press conference first? Why are you saying right. that? Right. Because right. all these things are coming out with Ben Johnson, and you want him, and now you're coming out and saying that. Now, granted, am I saying that Tepper is a horrible, uh, horrible owner? No, I'm not saying that. But like your shirt says, all he needs to do. Is take a step back and let the football people make football decisions. That's it. And all you needed to do was come out and say exactly what you know he's saying now in, in, in the press because people can write it a lot better than what he probably can say. But people are saying, like, oh, you know, oh, he can write all these these great articles. But he could have said that in a press conference and we'd have been fine. Yeah, I 1,000% agree. And just to go back to the article, it came from uh, Diana Rossini, who uh, is with The Athletic. She says... Uh, in Carolina, owner David Tepper's taking a hit, uh, hit after hit around pause uh, around the around the league for meddling and creating a culture of fear. Uh, but a league source said David Tepper has been self-reflective, blaming himself for almost all of the mistakes made this season, and he is rightfully so. If that's the case, he should be blaming himself for everything because these are facts. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. You caught me off guard on that. He says he's incredibly accountable, incredibly accountable, and ready to make it right. He is rejuvenated, mm, <laughs> rejuvenated. So rejuvenated is so. I wonder if everything is starting to, uh, you know, it, are is has all the pressure, has everything that we've said around the league, is starting to get to him. You know what I gotta say about that? Uh oh. C-A-P. What? Cap. Cap. You don't, Cap. Think it's, you don't think it's true? Uh-oh. C-A-P. Cap. <laughs> Cap, bro, I'm trying to tell you, like, because, like, here's the thing, like, he is, 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 
he is really big on making sure that he seems a certain way in the media, right? He he saw he's reading all the things about the press conference that he did not do, and now he's trying to fix all of that now. Granted, now that he's talked to his agent, you got to remember all the things. Like we got to read the tea leaves here. Mm-hmm. All the things that have happened this week. David Tepper has met with Ben Johnson's agent. Granted, I don't even know if this is true. I wonder if somebody can look it up. Is Ben Johnson and and Israel Evero's agent the same? I've heard that. I don't. I can't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But let me look it up. Is, he's speaking to him. All these things happen. Now we forgot he wants 15 mil. Now, granted, the agents come out and not saying we don't know who said that he wants 15 mil. But my biggest thing is if we know that Tepper is the second uh, richest owner in the league, then yeah, go ahead and split that out and say he wants 15 mil because all the other owners can be like, eh, I'm not paying him 15 mil. And now that's going to back people, a lot of people away. And Tepper's like, yeah, that's mine. Now he's coming out and saying like, hey, look, I, I, he could, like, here's the thing. He very well could be very, very reflective in this, right? I'm not saying that he isn't. He could be very, very re- reflective and saying like, hey, I did this wrong. I should have fixed this, all those different things. But why now? Why say that now? That's that's the question I have. Why not? Why couldn't you been reflective when you fired Frank, Frank Wright? What has happened in the past? Call it five, six weeks, or you're like, you know what? I, I'm very reflective now. I, I I see what I did wrong. Why did it take you this long? You should have known that when we were zero and six, zero and five. Why now? That's the. I think that's the question I have. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it is true, by the way. They, they, he, he does. Uh, the agent does manage both uh, Ben Johnson and Israel Ebro. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know if it's true or not. Again, all we're doing is reacting to the article that Di- Diana Rossini put out. Uh, so it, I mean, if you question that, uh, if you question that writing, do you question any of other writings that she put out regarding to the Hunger Games and all this stuff? Because I mean, that- it, it makes you wonder. Rossini is a very reliable source from what I've seen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm not questioning her her sources. I'm not questioning her writing. I think the thing that I'm questioning is why say that now? That's the that's the thing I'm questioning. Like, what are your motives? It, are you being really reflective and saying, like, hey, this is how I feel and I finally want to say it? Or because mm-hmm. I've understood and I've seen what Mike Florio and all these other people are saying around this owner has his hands in the two hands in, in the pot too much, or he's not, he wants this. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing this. And finally saying like, you know what? I need to say something to a reliable source of a Diana Rossini for people to believe that I am very reflective now that I am. So that that's the thing I'm saying. I'm not saying that these things can't be true, but what is your motive? Like what is your underlining reason behind wanting to put this out now? Yeah. Um. I, listen. I think because that pressure, man. You know the pressure the PNP put on you. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that that's some. What it is. So it might be. I mean, that might be what it is. But um. No. Nah, again, I don't know it to be true, and I feel like if it was true, and it, he did say I'm gonna be accountable for everything, or I'm accountable for everything. And so he did kind of say it. Um. He didn't necessarily say, uh, "Oh, I've been uh, remorseful" or anything like that. Like he didn't go to that level, yeah. but he did kind of say it. Um, I just question that we don't want to hear from a source. I'd rather hear it from you directly, right? Yeah. So like if you go if you're gonna say something, I'd rather hear it from you. You know what I mean? Like you can come out here, 
<laughs> yeah, you could you could come out here and say it yourself. We don't need to hear it from a source. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't know. Uh, we'll, listen. At the end of the day, actions speak louder than words, right? We're gonna find out if he truly is um, reflective and kind of learning from his mistakes. It's gonna start with the head coach, the next head coach hire, because if it's if we all on you know we we put up a poll and the fan base says we we disapprove of this this head coaching this next head coach hire uh then no he hasn't learned from his mistakes right. and if it's Ben Johnson I'm sure he'll please a lot of a lot of Panthers fans maybe that's why Ben Johnson is top of his list you mm-hmm. know what I mean but if it's somebody else like a uh you know a Bill Belichick I don't think that's going to rub a lot of Panthers fans the right way pause yeah. Yeah. so I, I I don't know I just I don't know so only time will tell we got to figure it out, uh, and he has to figure it out. And I'm hopeful that an announcement saying that, hey, I've hired X, Y, and Z firm to assist me with my head coach, that, that'd be another step in the right direction. Sure. And then once that – go ahead. No, I, I would say, like, granted, as much as <laughs> Tep has, has made a lot of bad mistakes, I, I still, like, it's going to sound crazy to even say, but I believe that he can get this right. I believe that he can fix it. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that he – he wants to win. He believes he, I, yeah, I believe, he believe that. Well. you know what I'm saying? So I feel like he can fix it. My biggest thing is he's, he's got to take a step back. He's got to step back and just let people do that and just be, and, and be an owner. Now, granted, one thing I think about, and I do this with everything in life. It's like, I always try to put like myself in their shoes yep. and how I would react. If this is like, if I was the owner of the Panthers, I put all this money up to, to own this team how would I be interacting with the team? Right. But if I'm a hedge fund, a head, like if I got all my money based off of hedge funds, not necessarily anything around football, I would probably pay people in those right to, to make those decisions and put these people in the right places. And I definitely would be calling Cam Newton to say, bring back this culture as well. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. You just got to get the right people in the right place. Uh, put, put people in position to to help you, right? Nobody does anything, even in business, anything else. You don't do anything by yourself. You put people, the right people, in the right place to help you out. And so once you do that, you've got you've got to let them people work and step back, point right. blank. Period. That's it. That is is that it's difficult to do, right? It's easy for us to sit here and say it. We didn't put right. two point whatever billion up, but if you want this, it's obvious. And listen, you have to learn from your mistakes, like. It's not been good around here. It it hasn't. It has not been good at all. And so you have to look at take a, a reflective look within yourself. What I'm doing is not working. Let me try something else. And so that's what I'm hoping that Tepper does. And he just steps back. That's all we asking. And like you said, we agree. Like we we do. Tepper. Nobody buys a team and says I want them to fail. Right. Like come on. Every owner wants their team to be successful. Like that's common sense to me. Right. We know he wants to win. Right. But you show us how bad you want to win. By example. Exactly. Right. You got to show us by example. Right. You've done everything like you've you've done all the you've been in the, the draft room. You said you've come up with some trade formulas to get X. You've done all of these things. You've done everything. Now it's time to try something else. Trust, let some other people make decisions. Right. You know what I mean? So, and that's why I agree. And I think my man James Cameron in the chat saying it, bro, this is why Cam is, would be great at whatever you want, whether you want to call him team president, or you, whether you want to call him culture creator, whatever you want to call him, get him in the building so that he can hold 
everybody accountable because he said it himself, including T- David Tepper. I want to hold people accountable. There's nobody doing that right now. Right. There's nobody doing that right now except for the fans, right? Except for PNP and everybody else has been vocal about his this terrible tenure as an owner. We've been the only people been doing it. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. And, and I hope he can get it right. I hope I hope uh Tepper can get it right for our sake because we want a winner around here, bro. Thanks. We want a winner around here. There's a lot of a lot of people some people jump ship, some of them didn't, some of them still around. So it is what it is. Let's let's get this thing right. So hopefully the next couple of games we get some W's, go into 2024 on a high note, and we can start getting these coaches hi- coaching hires right. And uh, yeah, let's let's start to turn the ship around, man. Start to turn the ship around. All right, so mm-hmm. that's all I got. That's all I got. Any anything else we need to discuss? Nah, man. I think that's it. I think we hit the cam piece, Tepper. Um, hopefully, what Rossini wrote is true. Um, only time will tell. And and last time I heard, actions speak louder than words. So let's see Facts. what that's about, man. You got to be about that life. Facts. If you want a step back shirt like I have one right now, go to panthersnation.myshopify.com. Check that out um, and grab a shirt, man. They greatly appreciate that. I want to say, say this, too. Um, it doesn't have to be tonight, but I want to buy a step back shirt for somebody. If you want to do a, a raffle, um, we'll love to do that. Somebody, if you want to do a raffle, eventually next week, whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, we can do it. I would love to, I would love to buy a shirt for somebody. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's run it next week. Uh, let's run it next week. Um, do it the way, do we have time to do it? Now? Yeah. We might have a week. Hopefully I'll get in time, but yeah, we'll, we'll run it next week. Um, but with that said, I think Dave is going to be going live on Thursday. He wanted me to let y'all know that he's going to go live on Thursday to give y'all his thoughts on the game or whatever he wants to talk about. Uh, but he will be going live on Thursday. So, again, on the way out, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell, get in the comments, all that good stuff, man. I'm out of here. Shout out to Carlo for being a special guest uh, co-host today as Dave is in the boonies somewhere. Um, again, man, keep an eye. We're going to be going live on uh, Sunday, um, live streaming the game, live reacting to the game. Make sure you check that out. On that note, I will see you. It's going to be New Year. It won't be New Year yet. Still... It would be Christmas Eve or uh, New Year's Eve. Year's Eve, yeah. It's crazy. I didn't even realize. I just realized that. All right. Well, I'll see you on New Year's Eve then. Maybe we could I'll live stream New Year's. How about that? I don't know. I doubt that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, man. We're getting up out of here. Like, subscribe, notification bell. We'll holler at y'all. Peace out, man. Thank y'all for joining us. Queen City Podcast Network.com.